Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Hey, how you doing? It is, uh, it is the late, late, late night clary podcast i gotta kind of be quiet i'm in a town called gunnison colorado and uh, i was going to record while driving but the audio quality on the uh, friday podcast was so poorly it wasn't so poor it it was poor it was pretty shitty i said ah you know what i'm gonna wait till i get to town and then i'm gonna do the podcast and that way it'll be higher quality it'll be better service see but i can't get too loud because uh, it's about 3 a.m. in this town. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know why I was worried. I was thinking, oh, my God. I spent, I spent, I put a lot of time into planning my adventures. I didn't realize it, but I spent a good, better part of an hour and a half planning the next two days. Because my buddies from Minneapolis are going back home. Uh, ben, is he's got to go out for work. I'm like, oh, I ain't got no place to stay. And I said, oh, I got to, that's fine, that's fine. That's how we do reconnaissance. That's how we become reconnaissance men. So the old captain's going old school. He's going to stay in the car. And um, I'm going to hike the uh, Black Canyon tomorrow. And that's Atham. Stop what you're doing. Gunnison, Colorado. It's to the west of Gunnison. And uh, spent the better part of uh, that hour and a half just looking up this park. So then there's logistics involved. You see, logistics you got to get close enough to the park so that when you wake up in the morning with your shitty four hours of crappy sleep in the back of a Prius car. Although I guess, again, uh, like flying flights, it's uh, it's uh, good to be a short man when you're sleeping in the back seat of a Prius. And that totally made up for me being a short guy all my life. I totally, yeah, it totally is worth it now. I'm so glad I'm short. I mean, I, I used to, you know... You know Having having guys with longer reaches getting in fights, being generally shorter and weaker than everybody, it, it all it all is a paid off. The fact that I can sleep in a Prius comfortably in Gunnison, uh, Colorado. <laughs> so uh, I I had looked in and I went to that website freecampsites.net because I use that, and I started noticing as I was driving along Highway 50. Um, there's a lot of BLM land, and the, the places I saw, the free campsites, I saw them. But there's so many people pulled off the side of the road, so many people uh, sleeping on these waysides, not waysides, and then I'm like, okay, well, there's this there's this BLM uh, land to the south of Gunnison, Hart, Hartman Rock. And uh, it has a toilet, it's got this, it's got, okay, that's where I'm going to go. And, uh, and I pull into town, and you got the semi-truck guys, and you got a bunch of campers in there, and everybody's camping by the uh, city park. 
We're all parked. That's why I got to be quiet. I was I was thinking, oh, maybe I'd pull off on one of the. Was that Monarch Past or Monarch Crest? And um, I should have taken one of those, but the problem is, even though they were abandoned, there was no one else around them. I think it's the past that was like, I don't know, nine, ten thousand feet, real cold up there. Not that Gunnison is, you know, sea level and nice and warm and tropical, but it's uh, it's uh, warmer than it. You know, it's, it's I must have dropped down about three thousand feet. I have to look it up. Atham, look it up. Tell me what the hell I did. So uh, it's kind of this nice picturesque kind of city park with trees, and I think there's a band shell or something in there, a gazebo. Is that what they called it? Expect Jimmy Stewart to come out. Well, happy Christmas, everybody. Oh, you know, predominantly white people playing their freaking banjo. Remember that? 1910s. Kind of Bioshock Infinite. Uh, why, you know, guys wearing the straw hats. And they'd play the local band, and there'd be the band director with the funny hat, and he'd have, like, a red vest on with those gold button-over things. And then everybody, you know, guys had canes, and they they well, hello, Mary Sue, you sure are looking swell today. Gentlemanly callers with their... that That's a great movie. Uh, McClintock. Because Dick Van Dyke's brother, Jerry Van Dyke, which I didn't even know he had a brother. He's in it, and he's actually been in a couple things. The older movie, obviously, John Wayne. He's dressed like the guy I'm thinking, and he, and he does this schmaltzy dance. He Basically, uh, there's the love interest of the younger guy. And um, and she's dating a Thaddeus McThaddeus III. Just this schmaltzy fuck from the East Coast. <laughs> And so he comes to this big ranch out in the middle of the country, and, and John Wayne runs it. And John Wayne's daughter is the one he's dating. And uh, I don't know if it was a real dance, and they just recreated it, but it just said schmaltz. It was it was pre pre Swipple, proto Swipple is what what this guy was doing. So I'm, but they they had to make it look schmaltzy because that that was part of the story. And then of course the rugged, true, rough hand, you know. Blue collar, working for a living, you know, better looking guy than Jerry Van Dyke. Of course, he he's he's gonna get the girl in the end, and she doesn't like him. And it's basically taming of the shrew. That's that's what it is on both accounts between John Wayne and and his wife, played by Marina Hara. But anyway, but when it comes to these kids, the guy basically she's like, well, I would never, I declare, you know, she's like one of those debutantes. I would never date an uncultured, unheathen, you know, when when girls really want to suck your dick, that's what they tell you, they don't want to suck your dick, because in that regard, no means yes, more than ever. <laughs> well, I declare, you know, when, they, they, when they're insulted, your chances of getting laid and, and, and getting, getting lucky just went up there, pal. So, uh, anyway, well, who the fuck is texting me at this time of night? You gotta be kidding me. Fucking hell. So, the Jerry Van Dyke, to, to make a very long, belabored, indirect, very not fuel efficient way to make my point, is I expect this park that I'm sleeping next to, because it's all like 1910s, Bioshock Infinite, kind of schmaltzy, happy world, uh, a bunch of guys to break out in the band shell with the straw hats. And, uh, you know, playing happy. Not even ragtime. That would be too loud for them. They play some kind of... Whatever they played back in the 1910s. 
they played uh, Maroon 5 music. They played Taylor Swift mu- music back in those days that was slower but more culturally appropriate. And, um, anyway, okay, so I'm a little little lacking on the sleep. i got to go to bed. That's the problem. You have to have discipline. Discipline is what results in success. It really separates you from the animals. That's what makes us humans special. We have discipline, delayed gratification. We don't eat the carrion immediately. We don't. We 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 meet it out. We measure. We plan. And uh, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do any podcast while I'm hiking. I'm going to be in the middle of freaking nowhere. I'm going to the North Rim, and if you want to go to the North Rim of the canyon, you got to go like take an extra forty-five minutes because the North Rim is is better hiking on that side. They say. They say. You know. And, um, it just, there's no time. I know a lot, for crying a lot, like, dude, are you going to ever write again? Uh, yeah, I'll write when I fucking feel like it. How's that sound? Well, you're doing a lot of pot. Yeah, because I can do podcasts, and they're easier. And I like doing them. That's, that's the, the whole, the whole principle, the whole founding reason for my success is that I did what I wanted to do. And I do have a ton of writing posts I want to do, but it's just, you can't write while you're driving. You just can't. So, I try my best to get material up there on the blog every day. Good, at least, you know, not just links, but sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes, you know, ideally I'd write a quality post every day. I I, I have the, you know, enough ideas going through that little brain of mine. I, I could write some a quality post every day. But you got to take vacation. You got to take vacation. You got to relax. You got to... Balance work with pleasure. And uh, I kind of figure, well, I can kind of go, you know, part-time here uh, while I'm on vacation. If I was if I was to take, like, you know, sit-on-your-ass vacation, yeah, I'd do a lot more work than I'd be writing because I'd be bored. But very hard to, man, have I been doing a lot of hiking. Very hard to write. I've been hiking. I've been doing a lot of it. Um, I do one, two, three... Three hikes on the first day, and that's after I landed and woke up at two a.m. to catch my flight out to Denver. But that those weren't like terribly long hikes. One was a pretty good hike. One was pretty steep. I admit that. Um, the next day it was twelve miles. The day after that was five. Then my buddy injured himself, but then we all went on a road trip. We te- we checked out this thing called the Royal Gorge. It's in Canyon City, and. Um, Lots of lots of prisons out in that route along Highway 50. Lots of prisons. And then you get to, like, the highest suspension bridge in the United States. It was pretty cool. And um, you got to pay 25 bucks to go over it. You can walk over it. And then you can take a gondola if you want. And uh, But then you could take the zip line back. So you could, like, do an actual zip line and have absolutely nothing underneath you for about 2,000 feet. And uh, just just as a sign as to how fat the average American has become, we're all getting in the gondola. Now, this, this bridge is not, you know, it's a bridge. It's pretty flat. Now, of course, there's a slight angle to it. It, it goes uphill from the north to the south. Okay, it runs to the south. North-south bridge. It has a slight incline walking to the south. So you take the gondola across to the, south side uh, and so you go downhill 
you see, down ever so slightly. For all practical purposes, this bridge is flat, but if you were to take the gondola to the other side, you're going uphill, so then when you walk across the bridge, it's downhill. Well, the guy who's getting us into the gondola, he's making his announcements, you know, don't jump, don't do this, don't be stupid, uh, pictures are allowed, that he says. And just so you know, it's all downhill from up there. We're making it very easy for you. You, you get to see everything in the park, taking this gondola up there, and, and that is the highest peak, and it's all downhill from there. So you won't have... And he kept mentioning how it's downhill and how easy it was. And that, that, uh, I'm like, yeah, fucking got it. Got it, you know, for the fourth fucking time. Yeah, we got it. It's downhill. A whole whopping 50 feet, maybe, maybe stretched out over a quarter mile. Then it dawns on me. <laughs> if you're the typical average fat fuck, if you're the typical American sow, obese piece of shit, that is a huge thing for you. Like, one... You don't walk up it and then walk all the way back. That'd be like, you know, doing half a mile of a walk. You don't want that. So the Americans have gotten so fat that, that the selling point now is that this gondola takes you to the high point of the park and then it's all downhill from there. <laughs> and, and the fact he kept hammering it home and he wouldn't let up on it, it was like, oh, wow, I guess that really is a selling point. Americans can't hike. Oh, okay, the the bridge may have had a fifty foot gain over a quarter mile, but where the gondola got out, I think it was maybe 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 another seventy five foot because it's kind of on this rock and they got stairs that go down. I'm like, really? This is this is the because it, it reminds you you're not normal. You're not normal. Can you be like Chris Beckloff and make it up Death Mountain, which he constantly complains about, and he made it up Death Mountain. Can you do that? Well, guess what? You're obviously then not normal. You're in the top 10% probably. The fact that I have to be constantly reminded, oh, yes, yes, it's all downhill. Like It's all downhill. It's like, okay, thank you. It's like Chipotle rubbing it. Yes, I know Chipotle. You're fucking organic and you don't use, you don't use antibiotics. We are, we are completely aware. Or like a woman with a master's degree. You guys just can't shut your fucking yaps about it. Yes, we are aware of these very inconsequential things in life. We don't care. I don't care. I know if you're a fat person, if you're an inferior person intellectually, you care about these things. Is it downhill? Well, I have to work hard to go up 75 feet over a quarter mile. Do you have a master's degree? I really care about that. Fuck, what was I studying? Um, so I was looking up, what was I looking up? Oh yeah, I wanted, I had a hunch and I couldn't find any data. I, I found some articles, but there, one, there, they were opinion pieces. Two, they didn't have any empirical data. And three, they came from really lousy websites, kind of social media sites I really didn't care about. And what I wanted to find out, because of my experiences working with millennials, we'll just say at my latest security gig, um, they were weak men. They're all weak men. These boys were literally half my age. They should have been able to kick my ass, and I've never felt so manly by comparison before. And I'm not a terribly ripped dude, as you all know. And um, I, I heard about like you know the women are complaining because there's fewer men on campus than women, and you don't need a huge lopsidedness for prices in the market to reflect that. 
to have drastic changes in, in prices, you don't need that much of a shortage. So there's like a, depending on your campus, a 10 to 15% disparity between men and women shortage of men. And then these guys are not real men that are going to college. I mean, they are, they are, well, they're millennials. There's no, it's, it's so sad millennial has become an adjective, <laughs> a pejorative adjective. <laughs> And so they say, like, yeah, these, you know, these girls are, they're kind of sexually frustrated. They, they want to find guys that can't find real men. I'm like, okay, well, then they must be dating, you know, like the 30 somethings or the Gen Xers. So I was trying to see if there was a, a trend of millennial gals dating older because they can't date younger. You can't be a pedophile unless you're a public school teacher and you're 23 and you just graduated because you want to be a teacher and you want to do three months off and then you fuck the high school guy. And you're, oh, okay. Aside from that group, um, yeah, you can't date younger. So I'm thinking, okay, they got to date older. But I never heard anything on the radar from my Gen X friends. I never heard them like, oh, yeah, man, I'm, for some reason these girls are coming out of the woodwork and they're just asking me out, which will never happen. So, but I just want to see if there was, if there was, uh, if that happened. And, and then there's some mention here and there. But I ran into, was it Mike, M-I-C? And I thought it was written by Exo Jane or Salon or, you know, one of these blatantly, almost to the point I think they're trolling just to get the, the sensationalism, the yellow journalism, the shock value, you know, shock jock journalism is basically what that Salon and Slayton stuff is. Um, I, I thought it was that because it was so scripted and so stereotypical. It was a, it was a millennial girl writing about what millennial girls want and... Um, I think it was eight or maybe ten points, <clears throat> and it, it was it was delusional. And again, you got to ask yourself: Are they really believe this shit or not? And 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 sadly, you look at the way they vote, and they all want Bernie Sanders. And you hear about reports from the front line: it, it, a, a decreasing percentage of them, in your mind, by your estimation, goes down as to what percentage of them are actually fucking sane and normal. You know, the silent major silent majority. Well, I don't I don't know if it's a majority anymore. I'm wondering if that it's a silent minority, and and most of the women and millennials are pretty fucked up. It certainly wasn't Gen X, so I don't know why I'm giving millennials a, any extra credit or benefit of the doubt. Um, but where was I going with this? Oh, so I'm just reading this article, and the 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 top ten things that millennial women are expecting. I couldn't remember what it was, but you can you can guess it. You know, their careers are very important. Men intimidated by masters. Blah blah blah. So I'm like, oh, Mike, okay, well, let's just add this to the pile of, you know, wow, zany, oh, you go, girl, oh, I don't need no man, fish, bicycle, whatever it was. Well, it turns out it's a subdivision of The Economist. <laughs> the, I mean, man, has that publication gone to pot. Holy shit. I would read that thing. I read it religious. There's there's a solid decade, ten years, religious subscriber. Read every word. A lot of that also had to do with me working security and not having much else to do, and we didn't have the interwebs or the wireless. And it was a great publication, and it kind of got worse and worse. And I'm like, this is I'm not gonna. And then uh, when they endorsed Barack Obama, I'm like, fuck you. You're it. It it's like putting the Nazis in charge of a, of a synagogue. It's like you are no longer stewards of economics. You have been politicized. You you obviously no longer care about economics or the production of societies or the enrichment of 
people or liberty. You you are politicians. You you just you voted in pretty much a racist socialist. That's all you did. They contend otherwise because they're very now they're highbrow NPR types. But I don't. I I never thought they would go to uh, basically uh, a a mental filth rag. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, a tabloid, but you can't even call it a tabloid. Tabloids are 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 at least not navel gazing. They go for some kind of like crazy zany stuff that happened. Oh my God! Can you believe somebody born with five fingers and one hand, you know, or six fingers and one hand? So that kind of you know, Bat Boy or whatever else. I didn't think they'd go to this self pitying, navel gazing, self absorbed. Me, 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 like, so inoculated to the rest of the world. The true video gaming paradox where you really think you're the only sentient being here and everybody else is just a really, really advanced, detailed graphics on a video game. Like, you're just playing a real-life Sims or, um, what's the, what's the other one? Sim City. No, SimCity was the original one. Then they came out with Sims the People. Like, every, everything, you know, like a, a girl walking down the street who's any any millennial, it doesn't have to be a girl. Millennial walking down the street looks at every, looks at me. I don't exist in their mind. I am merely just a computer program graphic. I have no sentientness. I have a, the only thing that exists is that person in their mind. And you could just tell the self absorption, no concept of how do I interact with the world. How does the world view me? What do I want to do to make myself happy in this world? What do I have to give the world in order to get what I want out of the world? What is equilibrium? What is fair? How do how do how do I provide a service that is in demand? The whole concept is is completely lost on the millennial generation and and previous generations as well, but especially so this one. Um, that in order to be successful in the world, you have to do what the world wants you to do. You have to provide the world with what it wants, but it was. And I, I, I hate. I kind of get tired. I, I don't think I'm going to move on because I'm sick and tired of just slamming on the millennials. Because what, what else is there to say? Uh, they're just, they're just losers. Um, but yeah, this, this just kind of like I was like, what? It, it really? Yeah. But I couldn't find anything that would indicate that the. Millennial girls are dating older because they can't find real men. I, I truly do believe, if I had to put money on it, well, maybe some of them are, but I truly do believe most of these girls are just so self-absorbed with their worthless degrees and college and academia. And then the the social justice warring, the political crusade that they got to go and improve the world and change the world and that is going to give them agency and purpose in life. That is, that's enough that you can predict where they're going to go. They're going to ruin their lives. They're going to become like the Bridget Jones baby. If you haven't seen the previews for that, I got to do a video about that. That's it. But, all right, I'm going to that. That's the. I just want to do one segment. I'm going to do the sponsors later. This may not be uploaded until Tuesday. I think Tuesday I decided to take a day off from my vacation and get some work done. And uh, I will be much more lively and excited and happy. Uh, but 
yeah, now it's time for the old captain to go to sleep in the back seat of a Prius. First time I've ever slept in a Prius. That's <laughs> All right. Okay, we're back. Is that recording? Wonderful, wonderful. We're on the phone, and I'm hiking. Where am I? I'm in the Black Canyon, and I climbed Green Mountain. I went through the... Well, I didn't go through the canyon. I walked around the canyon rim. This canyon... Guys... I know, I know. I don't have your money. How can I have your lifestyle? I'm not all lucky like you. I got news for you. It ain't luck. It's frugality. It's not taking on debt. Not having kids. And paying cash for shitty cars you fix yourself. That's it. That's all it is, guys. That's all it fucking is. So, uh, got out of Gunnison. And then drove, uh, I don't know, two hours to the North Rim of the Black Canyon, and it's it's amazing. It's the steepest cliffs I've ever seen. I've seen a ton of steep cliffs. If you've been to the Grand Canyon, that's not that steep. That's not that scary. Uh, it certainly is amazing, but it's, it's not... This is just straight down, guys. It, it's got to be at least 1,500 feet. Not a real good judge of height. Uh, but also, I'll post some pictures of video. And um, I don't know why they hit... They, there's a hike. You go... If you look at it, Atham, stop what you're doing. Look at the map. You pull into the ranger station, and uh, <clears throat> it says, oh, North Rim Trail. Like, okay, I'll do that. And I go to uh, uh, exclamation point. You look right over. I mean, you screw up once. You get a little dizzy. You're going to fall off the cliff ASAP. And uh, so I'm like just you know, lying down trying to take a picture so there's no way I fall off to my death. And so that's all beautiful. This is all oh, you climb. Uh... Mountain or Green Mountain, you take a picture. Maybe I actually ought to take a picture. Hang on. Is this gonna. Goddamn phones. Hang on. And so I thought, well, if I climb Green Mountain, it's gonna be totally badass. It's gonna be this great view. No, you just kinda get a little bit higher. And you can see the cliff. I mean, it's better than anything you're gonna see in Pennsylvania. Sorry, Paul. Uh, or the East Coast. Sorry, Paul. Or anything east of the Mississippi. Sorry, Paul. This, this shitty view in this one park is better than anything you're going to see <laughs> east of the Mississippi. But Maine and the Adirondacks. Nah, I'm giving you guys shit, I know. But <laughs> but I don't know why they made the trail go up here. I thought they would have made the trail go more around the rim. It's not even a mountain. It's just kind of like a hill. Maybe maybe a thousand foot gain, if that. So I was expecting some like really awesome view, and that's what the reviews were on the internet. They say, oh, awesome views on the North Rim. Go to the North Rim. Fuck the South Rim. And then I go up to the highest peak on the North Rim, and that's nothing. But I'll have my seven-mile hike. I couldn't sleep for crap. I'm going to have my seven-mile hike in probably before noon or one. I don't even know what time it is. I don't know. Based on the sun, yeah, it ain't even noon yet. Oh, my God. Can you tell what time it is just by looking at the sun? Yes, ladies. I can. And if you were equals, you would too. Then you'd be a Girl Scout. Then you'd be in the military. Or you just, you know, took the time to figure shit out instead of watch fucking Oprah. <sighs> Weirdest thing girls have found sexy about. I swear to God. Ballroom dancing? No. Okay, looking. I get the Edward Norton. Not Charlie Sheen. Who's his dad? Martin Sheen. And then I got, I got Johnny Depp when my hair was really long. He was on the, uh, he was on the Pirates movies. And uh, the money and the suits and that. Nope, nope. You have a nice voice. I like your nasally voice. You drive stick really well. I like how you drive standard transmission. 
I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why go to the gym? That's the sad thing. I got laid more when I was in my worst shape. I was skinny fat. I, I presume it was because of the dance classes. Maybe I was happy because I wasn't working out all the time and not, I was disciplined, but I wasn't like keeping myself occupied 16 hours a day. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I just sent off good vibes, positive, positive waves like Godball and Kelly's Heroes. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I'm going to finish up the, uh, finish up the hike here. Go drive the rest of the North Rim. And then, uh, I was going to stay in Durango, but my God, $200 for like a, a like a two and a half star hotel. I said, what the hell is going on? My buddy Denver, Ben, he looked it up. He's like, this, there's something going on there. Yeah, this is insane. 175 for a two star. I don't need fancy, but I mean, after a while, it's like, forget that. That's like half my car rental for one night of sleep in a shitty hotel. Like, I'll sleep in the car. Which, by the way, I do not recommend with the Prius. If you're wondering, should I sleep in a Prius? Uh, no, no, you should not. Um, I tried every permutation of position, and uh, I, I, I got maybe three decent hours of sleep, maybe. <clears throat> and had nightmares. Had nightmares. These cyborgs were chasing after me, trying to kill me. Oh, God, it was horrible. I woke up. I said, fuck that. I'm not going back to bed. I don't need that. I'll get an early start. Go to bed early tonight. So, uh, what was I going with that? Anyway, that's just the plan. I'm going to head to two more national parks. One is the Fluorescent Fossil National Monument, and the other one is the Great Dunes National Park. That has the highest dunes in North America, so that's going to be pretty tits. If you like dunes. I know when I was a kid, I was, we'd go visit our dad in summer. He lived in a town called South Haven. And we always heard about the dunes. Because our friends aren't friends, adult friends. They go four-wheeling. Hey, let's go, you know, dune bugging in the dunes. Like, where you go? No, that'd be fun. We're going to have to stay here. Go collect cans. All right, never mind. And then you drive past the dunes. You're like, oh, that looks like fun. Some really impressive dunes. I thought it was, that was going to be the highest dunes, was the ones out in um, El Centro, California. And for the three of you that listen to that, who know where I'm talking about, you know where I'm talking about, over on... Is that I-10 or is that I-8? It's in between. I think that's 8. Yeah, yeah, that's on the way to San Diego. That's I-8. Oh, my God. Do you? How do you know the United States so well? You're so manly. I like your map reading skills. Why did I go to the gym? <laughs> oh, I got I to gotta take umbrage issue. Not umbrage. I didn't take umbrage. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked with some of my closest friends... People I've known for almost 10 years now, conservative libertarian types, and uh, we were chit-chatting with my buddy Denver Ben, and uh, I don't know how it came up, but they say, you don't charge your girlfriend rent, do you? I'm like, fuck yes, I do. And they, they all of them, all of them, conservative, libertarian, pro-man, even the women, like, oh, we're going to support our man, and yes, traditional women, they were appalled and shocked that in today's age of equality and modernity, that I would dare to charge my girlfriend rent. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And I was just as flabbergasted and not, not appalled, but approaching appalled, that you would think I wouldn't charge her rent. Like, what, 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 what is she a child? Am I supposed to, like, not treat her as an equal? 
Like, oh yeah, I just busted my ass off, sleeping in basements for seven years, going without, doing without, so I could provide this gal who, who like, you know, love her to death and everything, uh, but she didn't buy a house. She didn't, she certainly didn't scrimp or save. I had to change that about her. And I'm just, oh yeah, babe, by the way, free rent, because vagina, because nice set of cans, because great blowjobs and, and, and cleavage, what the fuck? So they were, and then all of a sudden, they, I, I don't know if it's because of my brash personality, or they, they maybe thought, oh wait, wait, Claire might have a reason here. They let me explain at least, I'm like, look, I... if a woman is, let's, okay, let's, let's provide some rules and caveats. Everybody's got to work, okay? I don't know where this shit comes in that because vagina, because sex, because blowjobs, because sexual services, free everything. Free food, clothing, around shelter, right? That's, that's technically never how it's worked unless you're an absolute whore. And that's what you are. If you basically get free shit or are paid to give a guy sexual pleasure, all right, then you're a prostitute. You're a whore. I don't date my girlfriend. I like her company. I enjoy her company. But if... That, that would be no exchange. There'd be nothing in return. Women in the past would do shit. They would take care of the home. They would, uh, they would take care of the kids. And so they didn't necessarily have to have a job outside of the home, but they were doing shit. And then it's like, oh yeah, obviously you're keeping the home, you're maintaining the home, and therefore you've earned your keep, and so you don't pay rent. Yeah, you don't, you know, the wife is there. But if there's no kids... And you're two dinks. You know, you're dinks. Double income, no kids. Uh, no, get your ass out and work, woman. <laughs> and not only get your ass out and work, you're an independent woman. You're going to pay for rent. You're going to have equity in this gig. You're going to have skin in the game. And it was just, it showed me how genetics overrode clear frontal lobe thinking and logic and politics and economics. Where even the people who were like the most right-leaning, libertarian type of people I've known... Their, their genetics were like, you're charging a woman rent? <gasps> and I'm like, guys, really? <laughs> did, did your genetics just override logic? And so it shows you, like, it doesn't matter who you are, forget your politics. There's like this, this I don't want to call it stigma, but this shock that you would dare force a woman to be a genuine equal. I want my girlfriend to be independent. I love the fact she's independent. You know what that also tells you guys? Here's, here's a little clue tells you, at any point in time, she can pick up and leave. She ain't one of these do-dang diglies out in the fucking trailer parks in Wyoming who needs her boyfriend's check from the coal mines to live. This isn't one of those fucking uh, military base whores that, that uh, look around for the 18-year-old virgin who's about to be shipped off to, uh, to Durka Durkistan and then sleep with the guy, get married, and then take his money and, and whatever other benefits she might get from him. Right? You, you, you know for a fact if the woman is paying her own rent and she doesn't need you financially, she's not financially dependent upon you, then, then she willingly is there with you. Not, this is, and this is not a shit test on men. I am, I'm sorry, I'm just that, I would call it frugal, some would say cheap, I say self-respecting. I insist that anyone that's living with me pay a little bit in rent. That's it. I take care of the house, I do the maintenance, you know. I had to pay for new siding. All right, did, did I ask her to pay? No, she paid rent. You know, does she pay the property taxes? No. Does she pay interest? No. But it's still nice to know. Hey, she she support. She could leave any time. She doesn't need me. She's there because she likes me. 
you guys should do the same. You know, like don't don't give the gal and the same thing for ladies. Don't give the guy. This this goes both ways. That doesn't have to have anything to do with uh, gender. But don't don't you don't let your partner dependent upon you. I know. Yes, you're psychologically dependent. You like each other. You emotionally love each other. And you're emotionally dependent. But I'm saying financially, don't give any non-emotional dependence or codependence with that partner of yours. They should be able to walk away at any time. You want them there to be willingly. You want them there under their own volition. And I was like, wow, cool. She came back. It's actually, <laughs> it's kind of a surprise every day. Wow, you came back. <laughs> I thought you would have made a break for it. I thought, you don't need me. I thought, yeah, I was frankly surprised you came back three days in a row. I... <laughs> Oh, but you should have seen their faces, guys. You should have, it was like I said I was a pedophile, or or I I um, or I had a foot fetish. They've just just this shock and almost look of disgust, like like what? <laughs> and then see now this this puts things. I I put guys on the spot now. See, I put the guys on the spot because one of the guys he's dating this girl and she's got her own place, and then she like. Well, you're gonna charge me rent. You could just see the wheels turning in her head. Well, wait, is he gonna charge me rent if I live with him? If we don't have kids and I'm not raising the kids and I'm just like stay-at-home wife, is, is he gonna charge me rent? <laughs> Fuck! Not only do I insist uh, on any girl that I would ever live with uh, that I charge her rent. If we don't have kids, she's getting a fucking job. You and it's not. And here's where you gotta. I gotta differentiate between, you know, feminists, this is what feminists want, by God, I'm gonna give it to you in spades, and I actually am gonna hold you up to the standards of men. No, these aren't, these have, it really has nothing to do with feminism. Um, because neither my girlfriend nor most of the girls I've ever dated were for that. It's, it's more my personal, it's what the hell I went through to get to where I am. And it's self-respect for myself, where it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't, crawl out of the depths of poverty and go through that bullshit uh, just for someone to, like, kind of uh, tailcoat off of me. It's like, no, you are you are going to work and support yourself. You are going to have a job, right? You are going to do something. And then there's also the the agency aspect. I, I can't imagine, be you the stay-at-home wife or husband or the spouse, uh, where your partner is a stay-at-home spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. For either person, because one, you're a really boring person if you don't have some kind of job or career or, or something, I, even a hobby, as long as it isn't horses, you have to have something to do. But then as, as the, uh, the spouse, like, my God, what do you talk to them? It's got to be boring being a stay-at-home mom, like, uh, not mom, sorry, stay-at-home wife, a housewife. Like, if you don't have kids, just what do you do? You just drink yourself silly? You like all the soccer moms over in the WBL, they go to this hoity-toity little bar that I go to sometimes, and they sit on the lake, and they have their espresso, they have their Prosecco. Of course, maybe some of them do have kids, but they outsource the upbringing, so still, that's essentially a stay-at-home wife, that's a housewife, that's not a mom, a mom is a real job. And then what do you, what do you, oh, hey, what flavor of espresso did you have, an Americano or an, ow, fuck. Twisted my ankle. That hurt. Ow. It really hurt. But I will walk it off. Because I'm not a pussy. Fucking rocks. That's one thing I worry about. Getting injured and then really truly debilitated. That's why I did teach my girlfriend north, south, east, west. And that's where the sun is. 
So if I do truly injure myself, you can go back and point the park rangers and the corner to where the corpse is. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know how the spouse would be intellectually engaged with someone who doesn't have some kind of profession or career, be it stay-at-home mom, dad, you know, a, a career outside of the home. No, it's just, I, I, I like, look, of all the people in the world, I like me. I like me a lot. It's great being me. Fuck you, be me. The motto of Aaron Clary. That's <laughs> Which I'm joking. But no, truly, I do enjoy who I am. And I do have self-respect. And I do not. If I have only 70-odd short years of life on this planet, 65 given the Clary male cancer history, uh, I am not pissing it away on fools. I'm not pissing it away on average people. I am investing it and quality people, higher than caliber, higher than average caliber people. Oh, man, I mean, and I had, oh, God, I've had a great time hanging out with my friends, hanging out with my buddies. And the hiking's great, don't get me wrong. The The scenery here is, is the most gorgeous scenery I've seen in probably, oh, I don't know, two, three years, I'm trying to think, when's the last, probably Apache Trail. Apache Trail is pretty cool. This is this is more pretty than that. All that, because it, it, it was... Awesome. The best part of this trip was hanging out with my buddies and going hiking with them. Hanging out over at the book release over in Denver. I have to apologize to Davis. There was some confusion. <laughs> we got another meetup happening in September. And then one of our friends, one of our agents in the field, she, she fashions herself a hiker. It's, it's sad. She climbs a two-foot a two hill, you know, bunny hill. Oh, look, I'm a hiker. Yeah, sure you are, sweetheart. Okay, all right. Here's a cookie. So uh, they, they converse on the internet. She's like, oh, you've shown up at, uh, at Clary's book signing party. And then Davis is like, is that over at Gloria's Carl? She's like, yeah, it's in Denver. He's like, yeah, I didn't know. It was, I'm on my way. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought Davis was like out in Nova Scotia. I, think, I, I didn't even think they'd invite him. And then, uh, and then I'm like, wait a minute. He's not driving all the way from Nova Scotia to Denver. And then I thought, wait a minute. He's, he doesn't think that it's over at Glorious Carlson is heading over to Ohio, is he? <laughs> so we're playing this game like, where the hell is Arini? Like, where in the world is Arini? Or where in the world is Waldo? <laughs> and we're like trying to text. Of course, the guy doesn't have a phone. So it has to be on the internet and the Facebook. And after a while, I, I think, okay, I think, I think we got through it. I think we got the clear, the, we, we cleared up the confusion. Because I just feel horrible if Davis drove halfway across the continent. Literally, I mean, Nova Scotia, that's way... That's even further east than Newfoundland, isn't it? I mean, they're kind of on the same, kind of, what do you call it, peninsula, if that's what it is. My Canadian geography is very poor. Especially the east. I, have, I view it as the east coast. I have, no, I have no desire to go to Vancouver. I have no desire to go to the east coast of Canada. I really don't. Regardless... Um, yeah, it was great. It, the the best part was hanging out with all the people and the friends. Jay came all the way up from frickin' Atlanta. Holy cow. He came out for my 40th birthday party, too, out to Vegas. This guy, and he's got kids, you see? He, he He's still, it, it, you know, it's rare, but these guys with kids, they'll make it out every once in a while. Those are the real troopers. Like, hey, hey, I still have my life. I gotta go. I gotta do stuff. I thought his kids were like, you know, 17, 18 or something like they could kind of take care of themselves. I'm like, no, they're four and eight. So like he really, I don't know if the wifey was too happy. Ah, <laughs> oh, the wives. Oh, you got to love them if they're that tolerable. If they let you go out and go round around. 
Think about that. See, my girlfriend and Jay's wife, they, they're like, what? You're going to go out for months? You're going to go hang out with a bunch of guys who think, fine, go. It's like, yes, yes. That is the quality and caliber I'm talking about. And it showed. It showed when we were all hanging out at the party. Everyone's having a good conversation. Nobody was bored. And then we went to a late night diner with the Sam's Diner over in Denver. If you haven't, Sam's number three. Holy cow. You get a lot of food when you order there. And then talking, and then, oh, man, and then I'm like, I got to go to bed. I'm, I'm beat tired. But that was the best part of the trip. <clears throat> it was the people. And it's because I don't settle for average. I do not waste my life, my precious life, because I like myself. He loved himself so much that he gave his one and only hour to his superior friends that for sake forgiveth, thus speaketh the Lord. Would that be slightly blasphemous if I took a, you know, made a Clary Bible, completely arrogant and cocky, rewrote all the verses, just find, replace Jesus with Clary? <laughs> Get my attitude. Worship me. No, no, no. There is no other God but me. Suck my dick. All right, there. Suck my dick, saith the Clary. Though I walk through the valley of darkness, my shepherd Clary guideth me through. He leadeth me not to temptation and delivereth me into evil. I don't know. Thankfully, my memory of all these biblical passages and these chants and these seances is going down. My memory is getting corrupted. You go in, I mean, it's pretty sad when you can't even remember. Forget the Lord's Prayer. The, uh, uh, the, the prayer that they say at, the, at dinner, Come Lord Jesus, be our guest. I forgot, I mean, seriously, I no, we're going to pray. It's like, yeah, okay. Kind of irked me, last time, I won't mention it, last time I did that, but it was, it was people who knew I wasn't religious, which I'm fine, I understand that their house, their religion, okay. And it's like, no, we're going to pray, and they all hold hands, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do this thing. And then I'm, it's like the national anthem. At one time I did know it, I think I don't know it anymore. But then you kind of you kind of fumble it, and, 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 and now I just shut up. I don't sing the national anthem. I don't. Uh, I don't even say the uh, the dinner table table prayer. That's a whole other issue of because in you know I don't know if it, maybe hopefully it's going away. I sincerely do hope it's going away because the nuclear family is going away, and so are manners. Uh, but this this is a bit of manners that I did not agree with. Um, is this? strict Nazi-esque level of rules when it came to eating. Like, you could not just start diving in. You had to wait till everyone was seated. We're all going to sit at the table. We're all going to have conversation. I love it when, when families, parents, <clears throat> thought that... Yeah, you know, I thought it was just torture. Like, they're doing this to punish us. Uh, it wasn't until I got older did, that I see what they were trying to do. They thought that we were going to have good conversation. <laughs> Let me explain something to you Gen X parents and you baby boomers out there. See, um... If you're not a good conversationalist, or, frankly, you're an asshole and you're self-absorbed, and you just had kids for the sake of having kids, and now you're merely going through the motions of forcing your kids to the dinner table because you like to wield control over them, and you don't talk to them, see, that, that's not, then you might as well not be sitting at the dinner table. See, me, for me, eating uh, dinner, that's, that's, that's the point of eating, is to, to survive and then move on. Uh, I eat incredibly quickly. You can ask anybody about it. I eat a load of food twice a day so I can go and move on and from a kid to this day 
um, sitting at a table waiting for other people to eat. Like the food is there. I'm like, the food is getting cold. I do not like cold food. One of the few pleasures in life I insist upon is having hot food. I do not like my food getting cold because of poor planning, poor timing, or, or, or stupid, uh, 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 what do they call it, formalities of we have to wait for everyone to be at the dinner table. And then we're, we had to wait. Okay, now the elders eat first. They have to serve it. But we had to pray first. All right, now you may eat. Oh, like, thanks, Skippy. Thanks for letting me know I can eat. I'm glad you invited me over here to torture me like a dog with a milk bone. Those guys, you know, they got dogs. They train, poor dogs. They train their dogs. They'll put like a piece of meat on their snout. They'll put a milk bone on their, you know, a doggy treat on their snout. And the dog can't eat it until he says now. And then they kind of toss it up and snap it out of the air. Which is a cool trick, but that's kind of what you're doing. I always thought that was a bit cruel. That'd be funny as hell. You're torturing the dog. <laughs> and, uh, but that's what you're doing. That's exactly what you're doing. Dinner will be, I'd say, well, we have to wait. Everybody has to be seated at the table. Let's all pray. And then, okay, now you may eat. And then you're passing it around. The food you really want is way over on the, it, it's to your, it may not, it's worse. It's on your left. And like, okay, let's go counterclockwise. Pass it to the right. Oh, no, then they pass it to the left. So you got to wait till everybody, and there's none left. And then they give you that, what, that green bean, uh, Green bean uh, salad or green bean casserole. Ugh. Don't you like tuna and green bean? No, what idiot likes that? But then the, but if, if that's like the large party that, you know, that's where, okay, I'm not, this is not my place. I'll let these people, you know, we'll play by the rules. I, you know, that's fine. I wasn't even upset. Just, just kind of like, okay, I could eat now. But what irked me, especially when I was younger, we're all going to sit down and have a meal. You like it? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's a very happy spirit. A good environment by which we're all going to be forced at gunpoint to sit down and have our meal. And the other, I, I love you parents that force your kids to eat. Oh, you, know, you must clean your plate. You make the world's shittiest food. Remember gagging on peas. Like literally, you know, having the dry heaves because I could not. I just couldn't get it down. Couldn't get the texture. You really want to take off. Ah, oh, yeah, dinner, family dinner in the nuclear family in, in the 70s and the 80s. Those were good times, huh? Right, Atham? Right, DT and the man? Those were good times. <laughs> How did, did the boomers, and I, I gotta know, I mean, did the Gen Xers even bother with that shit anymore? Does anyone really sit down at the dinner table, especially if you all hate each other? I mean, did, did, did you finally at least own up to it and be honest with yourself and say, you know what, I don't really like my family much, and I'm not gonna try and be Lester Burnham in uh, American Beauty and force my family to sit here and have a meal with people they don't like. Because I don't think I've seen it in any modern-day Gen X family where you actually grab it, you know, grab your meal, you sit down, and you have a conversation. That never happened. I don't think I'm trying to... A good conversation, anyway. I don't. I can't remember one good... Con- no, I can remember a good conversation I had with uh, the varmint and her mother... Although we were just kind of, we grew up, but we did sit down, but it was natural. It's because I actually like these people's company. You like to have interesting conversation. But not once as a kid. They, oh, my parents would get furious. They get furious. Like, we're going to sit down, we're going to have a meal, and you're going to fucking like it. And they didn't curse. But it was the same thing. I mean, you might as well be screaming at the girl you're nailing while having sex. Why aren't you coming? Why aren't you having an orgasm? Have fun, damn it. Scream.
when you man, you know, you didn't, you didn't look forward to dinner. That was the sad thing. Like you did not look forward to dinner, not just because the food was marginal or you, you really didn't like it at all, but it was, it was like a chore. Like, okay, what, what landmine, what eggshell am I going to step on now to piss these people off about eating food I don't like? The timing, how I'm eating my food, the food I just don't want to eat. There was no conversation. But man, look at back on that now. It just I just realized it. How sad is that? Going through all the motions when there's no conversation and no reason to be at that damn dinner table. No point in purpose. If there's no conversation, why go? It would be like if I had everybody show up for my... my uh, yeah, let's analogize this. I mean, think how crazy and stupid this would be, especially for those that you could make it. If I had people show up to my book signing or book release party, and we all sat down, I got like kind of this area at, at Peaks, uh, Peaks Lounge, very nice. Um, and I had them all, you know, line up. We all got drinks. And I said, okay, you can't drink. They all ordered the drink. Wait, wait, we have to wait for everybody to get here and be served. You can't drink your drink. Meanwhile, the drinks are evaporating because someone's taking so long. The service was so slow. It wasn't slow. It, it was fine. I'm just saying, imagine this. And then, uh, and then instead of talking, like you'd yell, like say, "Excuse me, Greg, I do believe uh, Amy was talking. Please don't interrupt." And you were just like this tyrant over the cocktail table. Nobody would have fun. No one would enjoy it. <laughs> oh man. Oh, all right. Well, let me. Uh, I'm gonna save my battery power, and. Uh, Let's get that. There we go. Uh, and then just so you, I will, I got to do sponsors. We'll do sponsors next. And then in theory, in theory, we might be interviewing uh, young Jesse Price. But I can't. It depends on timing and everything. Girl lives out in the frickin' middle of nowhere. Sadly, I think this is about, this would be, I, I was sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I can always, you can always go. It's like, no, you always can't because when's the next time I'm going to be out in the frickin' middle of nowhere? I am in the middle of nowhere. This, this is where the roads stop. They, they end. They just end because there's a mountain in front of them and they don't go anywhere else. So that's where, that's kind of the, um, the remoteness area of Colorado I'm in. Uh, but maybe, I've been, I just determined to like, well, if not, now we better do it now. We better go say hi to Jesse. Poor girl's out there raising a bunch of kids. Doesn't really have any adult contact or conversation. It's like, hey, how you doing? So I know, and I know a lot of you are fans of hers over in the Cappy Sphere. So we'll uh, hopefully get her in. Um, of course, I mean, you know, I can't force a gun at her. Uh, maybe I should interview her like when, you know, you had dinner uh, uh, back in the 70s. and they, Why won't you answer the questions? Wrong! Answer it differently! Don't answer it now! Somebody's talking! All right, I'll catch up with you guys here hopefully in a couple minutes. Okay, we're back. I, unfortunately, I did not uh, get the uh, young Miss Jessie Price in on the podcast. I did visit her. We got to visit the, the illustrious Miss Price. Located way the hell out in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, and uh, just didn't have the time. Uh, the poor gal, she she's got four kids, and you could just tell she's like, I gotta talk to an adult. She is all cooped up and stir crazy, and uh, I'm like, all right, let's get you the hell out of here. We don't, we're not gonna, we're not gonna podcast, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna worry about that. So we went to, well, we went to some some place in Durango, got food. Although we did go to the Strader Hotel. Um, and if you ever go to Durango, that has got the best old school Western bar with a guy playing piano 
and a bow tie, and gals dressed up in that 1880s wild western, um, you know, the chicks with the feathers in their hair. The the burlesque dancers, they kind of dressed like that. I think back in the olden days it was exactly that, it was precisely that. May has may have never changed as far as I know, but the Strader Motel Hotel uh, in Durango. But then uh, I uh, I looked at the map and realized if I wanted to go up Pikes Peak and I hit the fluorescent fossil site and then also see the great sand dunes, I'd have to like make headway. I couldn't I couldn't crash in Durango. I had to make it. I ended up all the way in Alamosa, so I ended up in Alamosa. Got a nice hotel there. And Colorado's a pretty big state. From the south, you get the states get bigger. I don't or longer, wider. I don't know if you knew that. You take a look at the a flat map of the United States. You think, ah, oh, North Dakota is the same width as North as uh, South Dakota. Like, nope, North Dakota is not as wide as um, as South Dakota because of the curvature of the Earth. South Dakota is a little bit wider than uh, North Dakota. It was the same thing here in Colorado. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just right across. Like, nope, you're even further south. It's even it's it's got a belly. It's got a beer gut. And uh, I am, what time is it? It's 6.20 Central Time. And I just barely made it. The sun's about to set here in 40 minutes. I went up Pike's Peak, uh, which you should totally do, but not with a Prius. And uh, it was absolutely worth it. It was, it was really cool. I've never been up this high, I don't think. I don't think I've ever been up this high on a mountain. I don't think so. Have I ever? No. This is the highest I've ever been, bar being in a plane. And the road is a bit treacherous. And then, sure enough, I got reception and freaking the man from DT and the man at the Black Brigade. He's out here. He's down in Pueblo. So I've, I've been trying to call him, you know, driving in hairpin turns with cliffs off to the side and a car not made for this while texting at the same time. The text's not going through. I am that good. Uh, unlike ladies, I can multitask. And no, I'm not going to listen to you freaking nanny Nazis telling me about, hey, it's dangerous. You shouldn't text and drive. Especially in curvy mountains, you might go after... No, no, that's for you normal people who drive really slow. Oh my gosh, you could tell people who've never... Oh, they're going 15 miles an hour downhill. (laughs) Just like, my God, let's go. They've never seen snow in their life. It's not even snow. The, 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 The roads melt the snow off. The roads keep some of the heat from the sun reflecting off of it. So the water melts. It's just a little bit of snow up top, not a lot. So one of the few benefits of living in Minnesota, learn how to drive in snow. <clears throat> but uh, so I would like to get down. I would like to go see the man, but they have you. They have a mandatory brake check. I said, "What is this mandatory brake check?" And they got a park ranger there, and he he takes a thermometer, like a infrared thermometer, and he uh, he says, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Your your brakes are way too hot. Your rotor's like five hundred degrees." And I'm like. Is that bad? And he's like, your your brake fluid is probably boiling. And I'm like, oh, he's like, well, you gotta be, you gotta drive in one of those those lowest gears. I say, what do you mean the low? I say this is a Prius. He's always oh, an electric vehicle. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I don't think you'll be able to to drive. Uh, in you're gonna have to let your brakes cool for thirty minutes. I'm like, was there a way to make it down the hill? Like, do I just do I just go really slow? He's like, no, no, you don't get me. He's like, it has nothing to do with your speeds. It's your brakes. Because what will happen, I guess, is the brake fluid gets too hot. The pressure therein explodes. You ain't got no brakes. You miss the next turn. And then, oh, that's the old end of the captain. And as much as I'd like to say, yeah, yeah, old man. The guy may have saved my life. You never know. How sad would have that been? 
Uh, the world's famous Aaron Clary, blogger extraordinaire, dies in a fucking Prius. Oh, shit, no. Oh, hell no. No. No, I ain't going out like that. No way. It would be cool, though. Drove off a cliff in Cliffy Mountain and Pikes Peak. That would be the cool part, if we could just leave out in a Prius. I can even smell the brakes. The guy wasn't lying. And so now i got to wait. Then I say, hey, you know what? In the theme of not letting any time go to waste... I'm going to finish off this podcast. I'm going to play it easy. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to push the limits of this car or myself. The man ain't going nowhere. He's still in play, but he's not taking off. So once I get to the bottom of the hill, hill, once I get to the bottom of the mountain, then I'll give uh, the man a call. And then I'll get to my freaking hotel that I have tonight. What the hell? This is This kind of sucked. There was not a lot of people that gave me free lodging. Only Denver Ben gave me a couple days. My gosh, where the hell are my fans? I had to pay for my own hotel. What the hell? I mean, I, what, what kind of a world is this where I pay for my own shit? <laughs> I'm a fucking socialist, damn it, in some regards. Freedom for all. Socialism for me. Oh. But uh, it, it, in, the, in the spirit of, of, uh, of hustle, it is truly hustle. Like, I thought about this. Glendon Cameron would have came to the exact same observation. He would have said, you know what? I got some downtime. I got my laptop. I got he, And he would have capitalized on the 30 minutes of his brakes cooling down. He would have. But then I wonder, how many people would have that? Most of them, all oh, they go into this little, there's a little lodger gift shop. They go in there, get themselves an espresso. Oh, then they talk and they just look. Or they go on the Facebook, and even though you don't have internet reception up here. I'm like, boy, what do I got? I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save time. That is that is going to be one of the keys if I ever write, you know, if I ever make a billions, which I doubt it. But one of the keys to the success that I have, man, is I do not let any downtime be downtime, and I am always trying to double or triple dip. Always. There, there's nothing that is more infuriating to me than to sit and wait. And that usually have that that rarely happens now. Now that the internet and and wireless and smartphones has happened. But I remember there were some times, boy, you want to put me in hell. I was stranded out in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, one time. We, this was this was almost ten years ago. No cell phone reception or anything. And you just gotta sit and wait. You gotta sit and wait two hours. I could write a chapter in a book in two hours. I could bang out 10% of a book. Well, maybe not 10%. 5% of a book in two hours. I could get all my chores done in a day in two hours. Oh, could you imagine back in the pioneer days? Like the Donner Party? They just had to sit and wait and eat each other. <laughs> it makes you wonder, did they really eat each other because they were starving? Or just they were bored and went uh, cabin stir crazy or cabin fever? Oh, but anyway, let's uh, let's do our sponsors real quick here before I forget. Uh, Easy Mode Blogging, go to easymodeblogging.com, visit our buddy Peter. And you'd go there for two reasons. One, because you want to start your own blog. And two, because you want somebody to program your website. All right? And you say, well, I can start a blog. Yeah, but you got to go through a blog service and you got to adhere to the terms and conditions and community guidelines. So if you go and get your own URL, you have them set it up so it's already in a format, easy to use, uh, turnkey blogging website. Go to easymodeblogging.com. Actually, go to my site first, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the banner for Easy Mode Blogging. Or if Pete asks, you know, where'd you find us, say the captain sent you. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on my podcast, you certainly may, but it's not just the podcast. It'll get you 
the YouTube, a mention on the Facebook banner and all, or not the Facebook, uh, the blog. In other words, I pimp you out on all the different various media social formats that I have. Now, it's $100 a month, and if it's not profitable in the first month, then we don't renew, simply because I'm not a dick. I'm not like mainstream media. We're like, well, well, we got to tweet. They, they make it sound like they're doing you the, like, you know, I, I, I always, look, if you're going to spend money on marketing, it has to make a profit. And you think that these mainstream media types, radio, newspaper, television, they say, okay, well, we're going to make it. They don't care. They want, they want you to say, here's our pricing. Fuck you. We don't care. We're not going to work with you. Oh, I guess you didn't make money on the Rush Limbaugh show. There goes 35 grand for one advertisement. Tough shit. It's like, no, not anymore. No. So, um, oh, where was it going with that? Oh, that's right. So I want you to make money because uh, I want to run a good business. I mean, I'm not a nice business, but an honest business. And uh, that way, I, you know, there's no guilt trip. There's no nothing. So if you want to throw me 100 bucks, see if, uh, see if it isn't profitable for you, let me know. You can contact me through my blog. We got that. Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com, the resident CPA of the Red Pill community. Uh, then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com. If you're looking for other podcasts aside from this one, go to John Grant's site, 405media.com, where he has a, a slew of different podcasts that you can listen to. Silvio Canto's Canto Talk, which you can find on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Jason Hartman, The Swank Lifestyle, uh, and he also has a real estate bl- uh, show. Freedomainradio.net, no, .com. Yeah, Freedomainradio.com, Stefan Mole News Outfit. You say, well, why do you, I've had people, why are you plugging him? He doesn't plug you. I plug him because I, I want to help him out, and he doesn't take, well, he takes donations, but uh, he doesn't advertise. He, I, I feel sorry, but frankly, that's what it is. I feel sorry for him, and he does good work, so I plug him for free, and, and I want you guys, you know, I don't just plug shit. Uh, Financial Survival Network with Carrie Lutz. Tom Like is at blowmeuptom.com. David Serini on his YouTube channel, if he ever gets around to putting some more up. Crush the Street. Uh, Ken and Pals, they always got some good uh, interviews there. Matt Trans Engineered Truth, also on YouTube. The Pushing Rubber Downhill pod- Podcast with Adam Pickett. Thankfully, got to listen to a couple episodes while I was driving out west to the Black Canyon to, uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Jesus, it was yesterday. Holy cow, am I making ground. I'm surprised my girlfriend puts up with me half the time. <laughs> we... I literally drove all twice across Colorado and then got a bunch of hikes in. And then, uh, yeah, that was, that was, and it was two days and the second day ain't even up yet. Uh, Glendon Cameron on YouTube, the world of Lori Zook and Ed Lattimore. Just go ahead and search those people and, uh, you can go ahead and get yourself some podcasts. And then we have Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat at GloriousHat.com. Asshole Consulting, if you or somebody you know is in desperate need of a swift kick in the ass and needs truth, or you just want an unbiased set of eyes and brain on your worldly problems and, and you want, you know, like you don't want your mother. For God's sake, guys, if you have dating questions or dating problems, do not ask your mom. Fucking come up to me and ask me, okay? I, I, it will save you a world of hurt. Matter of fact, take what your mom says and do the exact opposite, and I almost guarantee you that's what I'm going to recommend. Uh, then also, if you uh, don't like any of the sponsors that I have or have no use for them, you can always help out the captain by doing all your online shopping at Amazon through my Amazon affiliate program. Very simple. You just click on the Amazon banner 
on my site at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com that takes you to Amazon, but if you look at the URL, you'll see a code in there, and that's just telling Amazon, yeah, it came for the captain. And so um, uh, what I do is I get a 7% cut, so if you could simply get into the good habit of going there first, maybe bookmark it, so you don't have to go to my site first anymore, you just go right to uh, to the bookmark. Uh, and then it, the old ca- it doesn't cost you any more, but I get 7%, and that way you help the, the old captain, and I make money. Uh, academiccomposition.com, go to academiccomposition.com. If you're looking to, one, have somebody write your papers, two, have somebody write your resume, three, look for a job writing papers, or four, marketing said services. You can do it from anywhere in the world. Go and contact my friend Alex at academiccomposition.com. Go to mattforney.com, where you can buy his book, Do the Philippines. Uh, we also have uh, the Ultimate Reading List, Max's Ultimate Reading List. And if you're interested in reading, go to Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. And Max has a bunch of libertarian, conservative, or just otherwise intelligent books that they're tailored towards a conservative and libertarian uh, audience. It's not the secret. It's not major and fluffy bunny studies and you'll get your $70,000 a year government job with a pension. Uh, it's um, it's It's... Basically, the, the the reading list, the book club for not leftists. Uh, you can also advertise on his site. Um, it's totally worth it uh, if you got a book. Uh, you say, well, I got a book. Is it worth it? Yeah, if he likes it, it's worth $100 a month. I would absolutely, you're going to get your money back. if you are. And Your book can't suck, though. Okay, that's the other thing. Your book can't suck. Uncle Nick by Frank Servi. That's available at Amazon.com. Uh, both paperback and audio, I do believe. Uh, then we have my two classes, the Analysis Evaluation of Stocks, and then Stocks, Bonds, Investing, Oh My. If you're wondering what those are about, just search them online. You'll get the course description and everything else. Uh, you can take them online, so it doesn't matter where you take them. Uh, but as long as you pay, that's all that really matters to me. Uh, Pushing Robert Downhill, the book by Adam Pickett, and the website, InDemandCareer.com. Uh, if you're looking to start a career in digital marketing, go to InDemandCareer.com before you blow Fifty thousand and four years of your life on a degree that's worthless. If you're looking for a pretty lady to hire out as, oh man, <laughs> good old John Steele, who has a website by the, you could go to YouTube and watch him not upload videos. You say, oh, why did he? Why did he stop? It was really cool. Oh, I guess he's. I guess he's just like every other millennial. I guess he's just gonna do it once or twice, and there you go. You know, I thought he was Gen X. I thought maybe you know he had a little bit of staying power. But I guess maybe he's a younger Gen Xer, probably a millennial, probably lies about his age. Kind of like, you know, the guy in American Beauty, the, the Marine, former lieutenant colonel. And he's, uh, and he's, he hates those fags. He hates those fags. And John Steele, he hates the millennials. Then you find out towards the end of the movie that rough and gruff Marine is a gay guy. Maybe John Steele's a millennial. Maybe he was born 88, 89. Just, uh, you know, just walks like a millennial, fails to work like a millennial, doesn't deliver consistent stuff like a millennial, walks like a millennial, could be a millennial. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'll get punched in the face when I go see him in Seattle. Um, What was he going to say? Oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, he, he, he got, I sent him a copy of the book. Uh, Captain's Quarterly. You know I got all my books, but then we're backing them up quarterly. The latest issue of Captain's Quarterly is out. And I gotta go bang out the next two of them. Oh shit! Oh, there's always work to do. 
there's always work to do. And he saw the model, and he's like, whoa, hey, this is, I think he liked it. I think he liked it. So if you want to get yourself a nice little, it, it makes a great conversation piece. It makes like a great coffee table book or something that you got at your bar. Go and look up Captain's Quarterly. It's the best post of, uh, of each quarter. That's on backing up the blog now. This one is about, how many pages is it? Was it? No, it wasn't 60 pages. It was 30-something pages. Uh, and after each article, there's a, there's a centerfold, a pinup of uh, Cindy Moran. <clears throat> and if you want to see what she looks like, go to cindymoran.net. And if you're looking to hire a model, uh, that is the gal to go to. I wish wish she could change her face. And not because she's, she's, oh yeah, she's beautiful, but the reliability and the professionalism. Because like, I'm going to get, you know, guys want diversity. We've always wanted diversity, not of the socialist parasitic kind. And um, so I'm going to get a different model for each issue. But she was so professional. I'm like, could you just like morph into a blonde, morph into a redhead, then morph into kind of like a hot Latina, and then uh, morph into the little Asian girl? All right, good. And then just keep morphing. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not how the world works. But uh, go ahead, visit her if you are in need of a model. Um, Caustic by SP Daily. Go ahead, check that on Amazon.com. Also, check out his book, Welcome to the Divide. Novsquam, N-V-S-Q-V-A-M, by Ann Sturzinger. It might just be easier to go to annsturzinger.com. She is the poster child for why you never go to publishers. Never go to a publisher. I had to do a little bit of work on her Kindle version, and I looked at it and I said, what the fuck did your publisher do to this document? It's just proof you do not hire liberal arts majors because they are fucking scum and incompetent fucks. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Excuse me. My books, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That is for any uh, young black man or old black man that just wants to get out of poverty who demands better than just Hillary Clinton saying, Blame Whitey, vote for me, I'll give you money. Blame Whitey, vote for me, I'll give you money. Blame Whitey, vote for me, I'll give you money. After 50 years, that apparently that does not get tiring to the black community because 90% of you guys uh, keep voting in the same fucking stupid shit. And then nothing improves. But that's all right, because if you're going to vote for parasitism and increase my taxes and cowardly hide behind the color of your skin, I don't care if you live in a shithole like Flint or Compton. Anytime you can escape it, guys, at any time. I actually have a way. I was thinking about this. I, I, I got a way to make um, uh, Native Americans, which I don't mind calling them Native Americans because that is descriptive. That does make sense. I call them Indians, but then you're like, well, dot or feather. No, no, the, the American Indians, not the East Indians. I have a way to make them and any minority willing to do so way richer than, fuck, fuck whitey, way, way richer than Asian engineers. Uh, but that would require the, like, you know, stop blaming everything on whitey. <laughs> so since we're at an impasse, and it's so important to blame things on whitey, that that is like their living principle. Hey, I guess I guess you're gonna live a sucky life. It's racist. No, it's not racist. What's racist is lying to them and then being okay with them having the world's lowest standards of living in the Western nations. But then you just t- keep telling them and lying to them and keeping you know vote for me, give me your vote. Oh, here's some here's some shekels, here's some silver. Uh, but we're not really gonna improve your lifestyle at all. <clears throat> Um, Betcha Pad Economics, that's for all the young men and women out there who want to have a Bible on how to do financial planning from the age of 14 to death. Uh, Worthless, the young man's indispensable, the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. That is available in audio 
paperback, and Kindle. Bachelor Pad Economics is also available in audio. And then also, Curse of the High IQ is available in audio. You can go to undertowaudio.com if you're looking to have any kind of audio work done. Undertow did the uh, recording for that. So there's three books in audio, guys. So you can go online to audible.com. You get Curse of the High IQ, Bachelor Pad Economics, and Worthless. And then soon, Reconnaissance Man, that's already been halfway recorded. I'm listening to the... um, the the uh, draft files now, and uh, that's coming in. Um, that's 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 chop chop. This guy is like faster than me coming down Pike's Peak without brakes in a Prius. Um, so that'll be available as well. Behind the housing crash, um, top shelf and reserve. That's Captain Capitalism top shelf, Captain Capitalism reserved. If you don't want to go and read through my entire blog online, but like just the best posts of the past what twelve years of my blog. Go online and get those books. Uh, then we have Reconnaissance Man. That's the latest book out there. That is a must for any of you who are wandering in the desert trying to get your life together. It says, okay, here's your layout of the land. Here's how you focus. Here's how you put a game together. Here's how you put a game plan together. And here's how you get out of your fucking funk and you're going nowhere life. Okay? <clears throat> it's... It's ideal if you read it when you're in high school, but it was written for 20 and 30-somethings who were lost in the desert. Uh, Day by Day Cartoon by Chris Muir. Sylvia Canto's book, Cubanos in Wisconsin. Davis Arini's book, As I Walk These Broken Roads. Marty Andrade's book, Nixon's Guide to the Multiverse. All available on paperback and Kindle. All right. The lightning's rumbling. I gotta get down. I'm gonna risk it with the brakes. They've been calming down for 20 minutes. Has my audio file downloaded yet? I found like this really cool niche spot where like I am downloading it. Associates, you have sent payment to associates. Oh, I gotta read through that later. <clears throat> Ooh, good. This worked. I can listen to chapter three from the audio book. So. All right, we'll catch you kids later. Things will get back to normal uh, later on this week when I get back home. And uh, then I'll go back to the sporadic crap where I mail it in once I get bored being at home and decide to go on another trip. Toodles.